Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at some of the additional media outside of comics and television to support the Transformers brand, and we're doing so again as we travel through 1985 and the first big boom of the Transformers brand. Today, we're talking coloring books and the fun stories in them on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 19 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, mastermind behind TFU.info. And today, we are picking up once again with obscure Transformers books, this time from 1985, and this time we are covering coloring books. Now, there were seven coloring books published in 1985. And today, we're going to talk about a handful of them. Now, there's also a handful I am having a very hard time finding. Uh, so if you have a copy and you want to scan it, you want to send them to me, let's talk, uh, let's talk about that. Let's uh, get in touch. Info at tfu.info is the email address because if you have a copy of either Bumblebee's Dangerous Mission, Big Book of Coloring Fun, or Autobot Spy in the Sky. If you have any of those three books, send me an email, info at tfu.info, because I would love to get scans of those and get those out to the Transformers fan community. So today we're going to start from Steve Stonebreaker's website, camp4tree.net. That's C-A-M-P-H-O-R-T-R-E-E.net. And he has scans of at least three books that we will be talking about today. Plus one more that I had to actually pick up on eBay in PDF form. And by the way, Steve, Steve-O, as uh, he is known to many, is one of our many Patreon supporters. And I would hope that one day you will be too. Just swing on by to patreon.com slash tfuinfo. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tfuinfo. And enroll in Transformers University's online patreon program uh where we get to do a lot of fun stuff in fact i just put up a video review suggested by one of my super seniors of the diaclone mall bore wheeljack up on youtube so if you swing on by our youtube channel youtube.com slash tfu info uh you can check that out as well but that uh video was inspired by one of my patrons and uh it's a whole new way to interact with this show so that's it. I don't want to get into too many commercials. I know uh, there are podcasts I listen to that sometimes do like nine minutes of commercials at the front of the show, and that's something I fast forward through. So if you can help, great. If you can't, don't worry. I totally understand. The book we're going to talk about today has simply the name Summertime Coloring Book. And this one is a neat cover of uh, Skywarp and Thundercracker attacking Optimus and a fallen Ironhide who's reaching for a gas pump that has a taped handwritten sign on it that says, sorry, no gas. And these coloring books are always fun. And if you swing on back to episode seven of the show, uh, it's when we first started doing the miscellaneous books and coloring books. And there's a lot of fun things in there. So you've missed out on that one. That's a good episode. So go back and check it out. Episode seven. Speaking of which, uh, I was just informed recently that the iTunes feed and, and the podcast feed for this show 
only goes back 10 episodes. I am working on fixing that. Hopefully by the time you listen to this, that will have been changed. Uh, it's a couple of settings things that uh, I'm just waiting to propagate through the internets. Uh, and if not, I will then be dealing with some customer support folks. Uh, but until then, just keep in mind, those episodes will be back online for everyone real soon if they're not already. So, into Summertime Coloring Book. This one, written by Suzanne Lord, and I can't find anything on her. Um, the one thing I'm thinking with her, now it's a common name, so Suzanne Lord could just be someone that uh, is no longer with us, that passed away pre-internet, or she could just be um, a pen name. And that's where I'm leaning, that she is a pen name for Suzanne Wayne. Now, we mentioned Suzanne Wayne in Episode 7, uh, who is a uh, prolific children's book writer and was a writer for Marvel books uh, back around 1985. Now, uh, I don't know if it's a pen name of some sort for her, but Suzanne Wayne and Suzanne Lord both wrote uh, some Heathcliff books and Sectors books for Marvel books. And just the, the fact that they seem to have worked on the same projects and then Suzanne Lord kind of just didn't work on these projects makes me think that this might just be a pen name for Suzanne Wayne. Art on this one is by Carlos Garzon. Garzon, coffee! Garzon means boy. You may remember Carlos from the previous coloring book episode as the artist on Search for Treasure Under the Sea. That was the one that had Bumblebee spying on the Decepticons through their windows from their lawn. So getting to the first page of this book, we uh, meet the Autobots, uh, and we see Optimus Prime, who's clearly Optimus Prime, and then there's two other dudes uh, behind him who look nothing like anyone I could recognize off the top of my head. And in doing research for this, I found out those are actually Bumblebee and Huffer from Decepticon Patrol, another coloring book we talked about back in Episode 7, where the character designs were way, way off. Then we get to the weirdest page of this book in page two, uh, where they talk a little bit about Cybertron, and there's a flying, somewhat-looking Optimus kind of guy with a jetpack and some weird claw hand, and then some other weird claw-handed robot guys with breathing packs that kind of look like Mysterio from Marvel Comics or uh, some of the versions of Lex Luthor where he's in a spacesuit. Or, yeah, this is such, such a weird, weird image. And they're staring at this big mainframe computer that is outside. And we find out Cybertron has two suns because there are two suns drawn in this image. It's just, just a strange, strange image. And some of these strange things continue to happen in this book. So page three, they're all really early. Page three, we have uh, the Autobots and Decepticons fighting and just kind of an explanation of what's going on. And on page three, uh, Soundwave, once again, in a coloring book, is fighting for the Autobots. So most of the early part of this book is just an overview of the conflict between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Now later on, a few pages in, Jazz and Hound are hanging out by a pond. Jazz is listening to music on a radio that is facing away from him. And... Uh, he loves Earth. It's the uh, best music in the universe. And I, uh, as someone who likes music, I will agree with that one. So the basic story 
is that the Decepticons are stealing gas via a new MacGuffin device called the Molecular Transfer Device, uh, which actually teleports gasoline. And the Autobots need to put a stop to this uh, because, as Ironhide observes, we need gas too. So this is all about resources. And during this, we uh, get a rare appearance by Roller, who uh, is there to project what's going on inside of uh, Decepticon base on a wall. The Autobots roll out to attack the Decepticons. And we get some more strange art as the Decepticons transform Rumble or Frenzy, because it's a coloring book, and you can decide which colors go on that image. But uh, that would also mean you get to decide which one's the blue one, which one's the red one. Rumble, in this image, has some bizarre shoulder cannon that really looks like it's a part of Soundwave and not Rumble Frenzy, your choice. And once again, we find out that Huffer is the strong one uh and he is again written as if he is brawn and in one of the pages uh huffer asks who needs a door and the image shows ironhide punching his way through a wall we also find out that ironhide holds lots of gas yes ironhide is very gassy and during the course of this we find out that the autobots are having their gasoline siphoned from them by the molecular transfer device so Ironhide decides to help his fellow Autobots by letting them siphon his fuel to power up to invade the Decepticon base. And inside that base, there is a room, and it's marked Top Secret. And in the Top Secret room is the molecular transfer device. The Autobots then get caught by the Decepticons, and a battle ensues. There's actually a page with a text error where the art and words are swapped because Jazz dazzles the Decepticons with blinding lights, uh, and that's pretty much verbatim what it says, uh, but we see Rumble shaking up the Autobots, and then on the following page, we see the blinding lights as the text says that Rumble uses his power to make the ground shake. In this battle, combat deck appears, uh, another nice rare appearance by Optimus's trailer transformed and mirage has holograms once again flipping mirage and hound from their cartoon powers to their coloring book powers bumblebee once again drawn with this giant square head that i'm tempted to call him bumblebob square head uh, he saves the day by using the molecular transfer device on the decepticons at the end of the story gears is used as a pickup truck, which is really odd. Like, his legs are usually covered, and they're the back of his vehicle mode. And here, they're filled with oil barrels uh, as he's in vehicle mode, which uh, I don't think we've ever seen, but his tech spec does have him as materials transport. So, uh, nice reference back to the source material. And the last line of this book is, you know, will, and I quote, will this teach Megatron a lesson? Don't count on it. But will Scorpionock return? Of course he will. So, story over. There's some neat art in here. Bumblebee, Bumblebob Squarehead is just really odd looking. As is Gears in pickup truck mode. And that will take us to our second entry in this episode. A book by the name of Forest Rescue Mission, and this one is written by Dwight John Zimmerman, 
who we chronicled a bit in the previous Transformers book episode, again, episode seven. Uh, it's up on YouTube, by the way, too. Uh, so if you can't get in the pod feed, please swing on by our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash info. There's an entire playlist for this show there. Uh, and if you subscribe, you'll get an email every time this show goes up. And this book features art by Brad Joyce, who will appear in a handful of these coloring books as well as at least once in the Marvel comics. Uh, he was a Marvel artist and letterer in the uh, 1980s and 90s and uh, has sadly passed away in the year 2012. This issue also features Bumblebee with a very, very square, almost... His head looks like a Scrabble tile. It's really the best way to put it. If you put his face on a Scrabble tile, that would be Bumblebee's head in a lot of these art. And Dwight John Zimmerman once again references Bumblebee's telescopic eyes. Now this book takes place in a forest, hence the name Forest Rescue Mission. And we find out that Megatron (laughs) loves to smash things with his fists. That is verbatim out of the book. And the image of that is Megatron punching a tree. Yes, punching a tree. Uh, Again, in this book, we have Laserbeak written as Cowardly, another Dwight John Zimmerman uh, usual thing we find here in these books, one of the things he goes back on. And the Seekers, once again, have different heads. So Skywarp, Starscream, and Thundercracker all have different faces drawn on them, uh, as opposed to having the same face uh, that you would see in the cartoon. Again, the Decepticons are looking to build a factory. Again, another uh, Zimmerman trope here. Uh, we've done a handful of coloring books, and uh, DJZ, as I like to call him, Dwight John Zimmerman, he, uh, he tends to run down some of the same paths, and um, they're going to build a factory in the forest. Megatron observes a forest that he calls beautiful and then says, Get rid of all these stupid trees. Uh, According to the text of the book, Optimus and the Autobots are on vacation in the forest. And along with Sparkplug, Witwicky, and Butch, Witwicky. Not Buster, not Spike, but Butch. Uh, I don't know if that's an early name, if that's a mistake, or if there is a third Witwicky boy named Butch. Perhaps the most memorable image out of this book is Optimus Prime feeding a carrot to a bunny and the bunny and the carrot are roughly the same size um, about the size of Optimus's hand so that is one gigantic carrot for the bunny Um, the (laughs) the image of Optimus feeding this bunny is just it's really funny Uh, I'm going to throw this one up on Twitter at some point so keep an eye on the Twitter at TFU underscore info. Uh, for sure, am I putting this one up soon? And once again, in the comic, we do see combat deck, but we don't see combat deck in the way we're used to seeing him. So the Autobots and the Decepticons fight it out in the forest. And during this fight, we see combat deck, and he is drawn in a mode that really looks like Optimus's pre-Earth vehicle mode from Transformers number one uh, in the Marvel comics, and given this is a Marvel book, they probably worked off of the same character sheets, but that's not what Combat Deck looks like, but it is a really good look at what that vehicle mode was supposed to look like in Transformers number one, which kind of gets lost in the coloring. 
And of course, Bumblebee fights Laserbeak in this book and defeats him with a cartoon net. So if you're keeping score there, that is one more win for the cartoon net. Hound has holograms correctly in this one for once, but he calls it my trick light. So the Autobots eventually win and they'd like to chase Megatron, but they need to stay and fix the forest. Um, not exactly sure how you fix a forest, but it involves Optimus putting a tree back upright and Bumblebee using a rake that is the size of his foot. So that is an enormous rake. That is the size of the front of somebody's car. And these books only get better, boys and girls. Uh, so uh, That's what makes these coloring books so much fun. Is This was one of the less entertaining ones. Uh, we still got two more to go in this episode. And we're going to move on right now to the Autobot Smasher. And the Autobot Smasher, another one written by DJZ. And with art by Spider-Man co-creator Steve Ditko. Uh, and a good thing to note about this issue... Not a single appearance by Optimus Prime, Megatron, or Bumblebee. Uh, one of the rare things in Transformers in general to not have any one of those three characters in an episode of something or an issue of something. And this one opens with meeting the cast doing various things. We have Ratchet polishing Mirage, uh, Gears lifting an elephant, and Sideswipe polishing himself and there's no kind of polish like self-polish on the decepticon side we have a handful of bots soundwave ravage and thundercracker to name a few and thundercracker has a plan to take the decepticons to joe's junkyard and shows them a car crusher uh and plans on using that to crush autobots cut to gears driving by himself to a market towing a trailer hitch full of potatoes to sell for gas. The Decepticons realize they have a trap to set up and they uh, place a road closed detour sign meep meep to redirect Gears who then pulls into a rest stop that is the Car Crusher, or the Autobot Smasher, decked up as, quote, a truck bed, which is a canopy bed with pillows for Gears tires and a ramp to drive up for him to rest on. Gears drives up and gets crushed. Yes, <laughs> this actually worked. Uh, and just after he gets crushed, Ratchet, Mirage, Sideswipe, they show up to the rescue they pull gears from the crusher and repair him while fighting off the Decepticons. And that's our story. And the back cover for this book actually is kind of neat. It's got a sideswipe cutout standee. So if you want to wreck the back cover of a coloring book, you can cut out sideswipe and stand them up on your desk. And this one, this one's worth the price of admission. If you go over to Steve-O's site, uh, he has every page of this book scanned, and it is well worth the time to read it. Now, the last book we'll cover, I could not find scans of online. I actually had to go on eBay, as I mentioned before, and found someone who was selling PDFs of this book, but uh, this book and a few others, but not ones I'm looking for at the moment. For $2 Australian to have it emailed to me, which is about $1.50 American right now. 
And this one is called A Message from Outer Space. And this one might be my favorite one out of the four that uh, we are covering today. This one's written by Suzanne Wayne, uh, who we've talked about earlier. And art is by Frank Springer, the artist on Transformers number one, the Marvel comic book. And this one begins with the recap of the Transformers landing on Earth. The first page is actually pretty interesting. It's the interior of the Ark, uh, shown from inside the Ark, and uh, it's a little weird looking. And as the story gets recounted, Cybertron is actually, quote, completely mechanical planet. And that's, um, that's weirdly important for a coloring book because uh, there are times much later on from now we will be talking about whether or not Cybertron is entirely mechanical. Now this story recounts how the Autobots and Decepticons came to Earth, but there are a handful of minor differences that are way off from other source material, including the Marvel stuff, so it's, it's a little weird. So in this one it says the Decepticon ship rammed the Autobot ship, which is not what happened in the comic. The Decepticons attacked the Autobot ship after clearing the asteroid belt. So that's different right there. Um, both ships crash together and end up in the same place. That's different as well. The Decepticon ship, for the most part, in most stories, never ends up with the Autobot ship. And then they talk about the Ark repairing the crew. There's some really interesting, weird robot designs. And one of the things it says is the computer fixed the Decepticons also. This was a mistake. And that's a pretty good way to put it. And then we jump to today where the story gets a little silly, <laughs> a little crazy, and a lot of fun. Um, we jump to today, and the Autobots are stuck inside because it is raining, and Gears is busy reading a book. The Autobots are looking for rainy day activities. I recommend windshield wipers. The Autobots plan to go back to Cybertron when repairs to the Ark are complete including repairing uh, the Autobot radio to send messages into space to help them find their way back to Cybertron. All the while, uh, Ravage is spying on the Autobots and tells Megatron, and Megatron comes up with a plan. We get back to the Autobots who realize it stopped raining and they need to go on patrol. Why they couldn't patrol in the rain is beyond me, but they decide to go on patrol, and Optimus reminds Bumblebee that it is his turn to stay back at, quote, camp while the rest are out, and Bumblebee is there to stand guard at, quote, camp. Megatron's big plan here, he decides to phone scam the Autobots and their newly repaired communicator. Um, this is quite literally the birth of the robocall. Megatron calls Bumblebee. Bumblebee answers. And you know, what does Megatron offer? You know, Does he offer to fix Bumblebee's IRS problems? No. Does he offer to you know, help him with viruses that are on his computer? No. Does he remind him that his warranty is probably up or running out and he needs to extend his warranty? No. Does he win a free cruise? Yes. Yeah, well, sort of. Uh, so the message that comes in more like a fax than a phone call uh, is that a pickup from Cybertron will be coming and they can pick up, they will meet, and they will meet at the volcano. So Bumblebee excitedly goes to the volcano. Now, I thought the base was at 
the volcano, but I guess camp and the ark are now two different things, but uh, Autobot base is not at the volcano. It's just a volcano. Megatron's big plan here is to take over, quote, camp, and part one of this plan is to leave the Autobots, and I kid you not, he says to leave the Autobots homeless before destroying them. So he's going to crush them spiritually by making sure they're homeless, because clearly they can't be out in the rain anyway, and then destroy them. Bumblebee figures out that he's been duped, races back to camp, and sees the, the Decepticons there, turns around intercepts Optimus and the rest of the Autobots to tell them what has happened. So Prime has a plan of his own. He's going to phone scam Megatron right back, sends a message to the Autobot base, camp, whatever you want to call it, that a Martian invasion is coming to blow up the camp. The Decepticons fall for this and race out of the base to an Autobot ambush. Again, we have the big fight at the end and uh, Prowl in one image, it's kind of interesting to me, fires his shoulder cannon, and that's the text, but he does not have a shoulder cannon in the artwork. He actually has a handgun. And again, Huffer is drawn crushing two Seekers over his head, and this is actually different art than the one we saw in Decepticon Patrol. Uh, the Seekers are drawn with their normal heads and actually their tongues are hanging out and it's kind of bizarre that this image got redrawn just to be in this book. The Decepticons flee and the Autobots save the day. Jazz makes fun of Bumblebee just before the end of this book and the art is him pointing at him and it really does need a pull my finger caption and that wraps up a message from outer space and now just a few messages before we wrap up this episode of transformers university if you like the show please swing on by to our youtube channel youtube.com slash tfu info and subscribe we are racing towards a thousand subscribers and we're getting closer every day and i want you to be part of it if you haven't done so already Secondly, big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. And if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, please swing on by patreon.com slash TFU info. And you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. And that gets you in on all sorts of fun and goodies, behind the scenes looks to this show, as well as polls and other fun things as uh, they pop into my head, really. And of course, Please keep up with us on Twitter. Keep up with me on Twitter. TFU underscore info. Facebook. Facebook.com slash TFU info. Instagram.com slash TFU info. And of course, if you want to email me, info at TFU.info. And the web for the world's longest running, biggest transforming toy archive, www. You guessed it, TFU.info. Once again, if you know where you can hook me up with scans of any of these three coloring books bumblebee's dangerous mission big book of coloring fun or autobot spy in the sky please shoot me an email info at tfu.info or hit me up on twitter tfu underscore info 
one more thing about the Twitter. Be sure to keep an eye there for this week. Uh, I am definitely going to be posting some of the images that I mentioned in this show <laughs> because they're just too good not to put online somewhere. And we need to pass these around a little bit. So keep an eye out there at TFU underscore info. This week for sure, there will be coloring books. Next episode, we will be jumping back into a little bit of Toy Talk and covering 1985 from the Decepticons side of the toy line. Until next time, see ya.